Welcome to Queen Pod. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Queen Pod, where you get your soothing poetry recitations and storytelling. I really hope you enjoy this one. Catch you later. Once upon a time, Sunday was Ada's favorite day of the week. The warmth of the worship from the church she grew up in, garnished peppery stew from her mother's pot, the smell of the Sunday newspaper whenever her father handed her the cartoon section. These were the little things that branded the day on her heart. Trinkets for a shoebox. As far as Ada was concerned, the day could do no wrong. In recent times, however, the day fashions two short horns and an arrow-tipped tail, trapping her in a loop of depression and anxiety. The thought of the day now sends shivers through her body, a health that rears its ugly head on a day the Lord is most charged, the guts. It was the day designated to see her mother-in-law. Like previous holidays, she sat beside her husband in the back seat, their driver pretending to be into whatever music was blasting from the radio. Ada turned her full attention to the road, drowning whatever venom her husband was spewing in the hustle and bustle of the streets of Lagos. Her husband's voice climbed up a note and tried to hoist up the wall she built. Ada knew better than to grant entry. She installed mental barbed wires and concentrated hard on the fights between a conductor and a passenger. Chained Wahala, she thought, hoping the traffic would drag slow so she could see the end of the heating argument. Her husband's impatient tapping broke her focus and she released an exhausted sigh. <sighs> she was not in the mood. Were you listening at all? Obi, her husband, asked, eyeing her suspiciously. She forced a smile and replied, Dim, don't be angry. You know my mind likes to wonder. Biko, what were you saying? You and this your drifting mind. Better tie it down before we reach. You know mama does not like you when you are not paying attention. Obi said, the suspicion lingering in his eyes like he doubted her excuse. Like mama likes anything about me, she murmured. The glare her husband sent her assured her that he heard every word. It would be best for you to try and fix your relationship with mama, he advised, turning away before speaking once more. 
as if sprinkling sugar on Kolanot. She means well. If Ada had not already overstepped, she would have scoffed. In her opinion, the only well her mother-in-law attended to was that of which to push her into. You know, get the competition out of the way. I will try, she replied, hoping it would end the conversation. The car was silent for a while, aside from the soothing voice of Ed Sheeran demanding for love flowing from the radio. Ada leaned into her seat, intent on enjoying the music. A satisfied sigh flowed up her throat, but her husband's voice smacked it back down. It was too good to be true. Why didn't you wear the dress I got you? He asked slowly, scrutinizing her with his heavy browed eyes. You buy me a lot of dresses. You have to be more specific. The words left her mouth before her mind could clear them for departure. Her back stiffened as she awaited the wrath of her rude response. The driver showed signs of dread, gingerly turning up the volume. Even the air around them stilled. However, all they got from him was a smile. A tight, devilish smile that promised worse than shouts and curses. I am referring to the red one from Dubai. He spoke casually, like they were having a normal conversation. But Ada knew different. Adjusting her lace blouse as though it would somehow render the heels by her sides invisible. She replied, It's too, it's too tight for me now. I've outgrown it. I bought that dress at the beginning of last year, he said, but she nodded, answering the underlining question. That was the largest size. She nodded once more, trying her hardest to look anywhere else but him. You outgrew large? She did not answer. You're not talking. Or have you outgrown your sharp tongue as well? He asked, his voice calmer than normal. Yes. She mumbled, salty liquids gathering at the entrance of her eyes. <laughs> we can only hope you do not outgrow the house too. Because it's not me that will look for where to store you. Abby, Tunde, will you wheelbarrow out to your house? Maybe there will be space there. Ah. Uh, okay. No. There's no even day for me. Talkless of Madame. Ada prayed for the car to ram into a pole, or for a truck to drive right through them. Anything at this point 
to save her from the humiliation. Locke was never on her side in this marriage. So, Ada, you better watch how you consume. Exercise some self-control. Ah. Obi went on, his statement dripping with disgust and an unspoken warning. When she didn't answer, he snapped. Is that clear? Yes. She responded weakly. A deafening quiet came after, burning her ears with thoughts of anger, hurt, and regret. Times like these, she wished he communicated with his fist rather than the gun called him out. The traffic cleared and the car raced towards their destination, eager to get its passengers out and be rid of the uncomfortable tension. Ada rubbed her fingers along the car door, coaxing it to take its time, because whatever she faced during the journey, was nothing compared to what awaited her upon arrival. As though the car had understood her silence plea, it came to an upward stop. It is sickly cough. The driver quickly unbuckled his seatbelt and headed to the smoking bonnet. He raised the lid and moved his hand around. Obi stretched his head out the window and called. What's wrong? The driver's reply may have been the sweetest words Ada's ears had ever tasted. Obi bit his lip, like he always does when in deep contemplation and then turned his attention to Ada. Ada, we might not be able to see Mama this week. Call and inform her while I contact the mechanic. In a struggle not to express her immense joy, Ada managed a nod. She got out her phone and scrolled through for Mama's number. She never thought she would see the day when she was so eager to talk to Mama. But miracles were offsprings of Sundays. And she cradled one in her arms. It rang once before Mama's voice scratched at her ear. Ada smiled. After today, she would give this car a well-deserved repaint. It might be a small step. But she felt like she would soon reclaim her Sunday. With new energy, she broke the news to Mama. Hello, amazing people. It's Sunday again, and you know the drill. Why did I just say that? Anyway, I hope you had an amazing service and I hope you had an amazing Sunday, depending on when you're listening to this. 
Well, my Sunday was good. Thank you for asking. I had a good service. It was chilled. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's go straight to the, the work, the piece, the story, whatever. And this story is called Sunday. And no, it was not planned. This is pure coincidence. The title of the story being Sunday was not planned. The whole concept of the story centering around Sunday was not planned. It's just pure coincidence. And where was my mind when I wrote the story? I wrote this, I rather, I started the story in Joss Airport. I was on my way from Joss to Lagos, because I live in Joss. I was going to Lagos to get ready for school. And in the flight, oh God, Nigeria, the flight delayed us for like four hours and I was just, I was just annoyed and confused. They were even sharing Fanta and Biscuit. I don't even know whether that was supposed to make us feel any better. But anyway, in the midst of that frustration and annoyance and the fact that the Biscuit now should I didn't even like it, the story just came up. I'm like, okay. And it wasn't even a Sunday. I don't even know what factored in Sunday. But then I started drafting. The initial name of this piece was Draft. I was literally just writing anything, thinking of names, scenarios, and then this just came up. And whenever I read first paragraph of something, I'm like, okay, what is this story talking about? Because usually when I start a story, there's no, like, initial intent. I'm just writing, like, the first few words that come out of my head. And the second paragraph or the first paragraph, I'm like, where am I taking this? What's happening in this car? With these three people, with the driver, with Obi, with Ada, what's happening at this moment? What is the issue? Why all of a sudden is Sunday so bad? Why all of a sudden is meeting her mother-in-law so bad? And then that's when everything started to come into place. The fact that he's obviously very domineering, he makes her feel worthless, he storms her in her emotions, and then to top it all, he's a mama's boy. No offense to guys that are closer to their moms, I mean, it's, it's okay. But then in this particular story now, the mother has seen her as a threat, and so you don't, I feel like you don't need to even see, hear a conversation between the two of them, just the, just the way, like, just the fear and the emotions she feels just by going to meet the m- mother-in-law. That alone should prove that. There's a bit of strain in their relationship and it's mostly coming from the mother-in-law's side. Cause I know there are some mothers that are prone to doing that. To actually like being overly protective of their sons and making the wives feel uncomfortable. So that's the situation she's in. And it would have been better if Obi, her husband, even supported her. I mean, some mothers are like that, that's fine. But then when the husband supports what the mother is doing and equally does his, and is so prone to humiliating her. Now that just leaves Ada in a very, very sticky situation. And this isn't, I, I feel like I need to point out that this isn't something that is related to just women alone. People in relationships, in marriages, in friendships, they face these emotional abuse from people that they are closest to. It's not just a man to woman thing. Could it could it be a woman to man thing? It just, it happens. And then this is, they feel so powerless. I tried, I was trying to capture the powerlessness and the fact that no matter how deviant you try to be, how, how much you try to break out of that powerlessness, it's always just there, just holding her. So much so that she has to rely on the mercy of a car to save her from this, from this whole situation that is birthed on Sunday. The fact that 
the person she cares so much about has literally stomped on her favorite day of the week and it's just that that's just what the story was trying to capture that that emotion surrounding being put down being lost in a relationship or in a friendship or in a situation that just feels like they are taking and taking and taking from you emotionally that was where sunday came from that was exactly where this story came from and i wouldn't say by the time i wrote it i had any personal relations to the story i wouldn't say that i don't think i had any situation at that point in my life whereby i felt emotionally someone was taken from me but then these are things that happen these are things that i expect would happen once in my life i know that it's inevitable to be in a relationship or being in a, in a situation whereby you just feel so you just feel like you're not accepted you're not you don't feel worthy and you don't you don't feel loved and whatever joy you had or have has just been twisted around and turned ugly these are things that we are open to and vulnerable to daily and i was just trying to make sure that i captured that in this little drive from church to the mother in those house but then of course we have to give her a win so in the spirit of giving her a win and giving everybody a win the car saved her and that's pretty much where all this came from so yeah that was sunday and i really hope that you could share your thoughts on this piece i'm going to drop my instagram handle in the in the comment section or whatever it's called in in podcasts and then i really hope like you would write reviews and then tell me what you think or you can even dm me personally about the story and we can just talk about it i would have said let's go to twitter as well but we all know what's happening on twitter right now so let's just let's keep that aside and yeah i really want to hear like your take on this on people being because aside from being physically abused emotional abuse is equally very major because if it messes your, your brain i would like to hear your take and your views and your experiences with emotional abuse and how like you've come to overcome it or how you feel people should work around it that i just if you could message me or write it in the review or anything that would really be that would be nice so yeah i will see you guys next week sunday much love from this end hope you have an awesome sunday depending on if you're reading this if you're listening to this sorry in the nice and i hope you had an awesome sunday this has been queen pod thank you for listening this has been queen pod and i'll be back next week sunday Thank you.